0: Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of the Kid Stories Podcast. I'm Phil Bechtel. Today's episode is sponsored by FeltWright, makers of unique, customizable felt wall tiles. They come in a wide variety of shapes and colors, giving you tons of design options. You can choose to make your own creative masterpiece in their easy-to-use online design studio or choose from dozens of intriguing designs their team has put together. I ordered one of their signature styles called Flower Petal and that design's sage and palm colors went perfectly in our hallway, but with Felt Right, you can always customize their designs to fit your space, changing the colors however you like or adding pieces. And when you visit FeltRight.com, you have access to thousands of other customer designs with patterns that include everything from popular characters and logos to breathtaking vistas. And the tiles are not typical felt. They are soft, but they're also sturdy and thick enough to use as a creative pin board. Many customers use them as a welcome upgrade from plain old bulletin boards. And you can pin up photos, calendars, jewelry, and kids art. Installation was simple since the tiles come with paint-safe adhesive tabs. Another great thing about these tiles is their sound absorption. I was looking for a way to dampen the noise in our hallway where our dog and two kids run around banging and yelling It improved the sound quality in our home while adding texture and color. And these things look great in any room. The kitchen, the kids' rooms, the office. To try Felt-Right wall tiles for yourself, click on the link in the show notes or visit feltright.com and start exploring the best designs for your home. Felt-Right. Functional wall art that transforms spaces in exciting ways. Now on to some shout-outs. Moses from Provo, Utah enjoys the stories. He shared drawings of Dropkick Kitty Cat and a gloop. Thanks for those, Moses. If you were a character in the valley, I think you'd be a ninja kitty cat trainer who trains cats to work at dojos all across the valley. Thanks for listening, Moses. Sean, Caleb, and Asher from The Hague like to listen. I think if you three were characters in the valley, you'd be Mist Fairy protectors, and you would stand guard before the Mist Fairy Vault to protect them and all their treasures. Thanks for listening, Sean, Caleb, and Asher. Matilda enjoys the podcast. I think if you were a character in the valley, you'd be a wizard that can talk to animals. And you'd use your animal-speaking powers to help the wildlife of the valley. Thanks for listening, Matilda. Today's story was made with the help of some Patreon subscribers and long-time listeners. Hartley, Addison, Wit, and Grace are siblings full of great ideas. We worked out an awesome story together, and this is it. Today's episode is titled, The Seed of Life, and we hope you like it. There is a place so bright and vibrant and full of life that the plants and trees grow higher than anywhere else. On this island, the magical seed of life floats above a fountain, and life magic pours from it and into everything. The fruits are bigger and juicier, oranges as big as your head, coconuts that hold a gallon of milk, and bananas as big as baseball bats. The people of the island were filled with the magic of the seed, often born with magical abilities or wings or other powers. Addison and Unica lived on the island of the seed, or just seed, as most people called it. This island was like no other. The seed gave life to the island and the island fed magical energy back into the seed. This ensured that it would continue to power the island forever. People visited Seed from hundreds and thousands of miles away to experience its riches. Addison and Unica and their mother and father and all the citizens of the island made their lives off the land. They farmed and practiced their powers and welcomed tourists. And today was like any other. Their mother and father sold banana cakes in the town square. Between the extreme nutrition of the bananas and their family's secret recipe, The banana cakes could cure most any illness, and they tasted delicious. Merchants and makers of all kinds stood near their tables which ringed the fountain in the middle of town. Above the fountain floated the magical seed. It was larger than most seeds, about the size of a baseball. If you looked up and gazed into the seed, you could see thin lines of magic, like feathery strings whipping in the wind. These bright lines floated from the seed and out into the plants and animals of the island. The magical seed was an incredible sight. Many tourists stood near the fountain, gazing up at it as if hypnotized. Unica floated down to the ground near her parents' food stall, her bright wings flapping gently. Mom, can I have another banana cake? she asked. Before her mother could answer, her brother interjected. Unica, you've already had like five cakes, said Addison. You're going to turn into a flying banana cake if you have another one. Your brother's right, Uni, said their mother, and we don't want a banana cake for a daughter. Unica raised her hand to plead for just one more when a strange sound filled the air. A terrible, loud sound, like paper ripping, echoed around the town square. It was as loud as thunder. So loud it made people cover their ears. Citizens and tourists whipped their heads from left to right to see what was going on. Near the fountain, there appeared a ring hanging in the air. A large oval ring of black scribbles, like someone drew an oval in the air with a black marker and quickly kept circling and circling and circling with their marker until the lines were messy and drawn over each other. People backed away at the strange sight. The black oval grew to be ten feet tall and trembled and crackled with a strange dark energy. Something stepped through the oval. A person wearing a dark robe. The hood pulled forward and the face seemed to be nothing but shadow. The person held a tall staff with a dark gem at the top. The figure stepped forward toward the fountain. Just behind was another robed person, and another, and another. More and more kept coming through. More and more evil sorcerers stepped through the portal and into the town square. The leader, the first one out of the oval, he he stepped right into the water of the fountain. He looked up at the seed. The tourists all fled. They ran in every direction. But the residents, those people who lived there on the island of the seed, they took action. Addison and Unica's parents ran to attack the intruders. Very few people had ever tried to steal the magic seed of life. It was foolish to try and steal from an island full of so much power. But they knew a heist when they saw one. The mysterious robed figures turned to the oncoming citizens, and dark magic flowed from their hands and into the people. Dark magic shot out from their wands and from their staffs. The dark waves of magic, like fast-moving smoke, blasted from the intruders and into Unica and Addison's mother and father. They stood watching as their parents were turned to stone. All around them, the thin lines of dark smoke whipped through the air and anyone it touched stopped in their tracks, turned a light gray color, and remained perfectly still. Unica and Addison stood panicked for just a moment and in that short time saw countless residents turned to stone. The citizens attacked the intruders. They launched themselves at the evil sorcerers and blasted magic, but it all had little effect. The sorcerers were ready, and they had caught everyone off guard. Eunica seethed. She unfurled her magical butterfly wings and rocked back to launch herself at one of the robed intruders. She stuck her arms up into the air and prepared for liftoff when something knocked her to the ground. She slammed into the dirt and rolled onto her back. She fought off the person who tackled her only to discover it was her brother Addison. Before she could yell in protest, he lifted his finger to his lips. Shh! They're too powerful. We'll get turned to stone if we fight now. They crawled under a nearby table and huddled on the ground while the sounds of magical blasts and fighting filled the air. It was difficult to remain hidden and not fight, but they knew they couldn't help their parents if they were also turned to stone. They could only hope to remain hidden and fight another day. Addison peeked up from his place under the table. He saw the legs of the robed sorcerer and his minions walk back through the crackling oval portal. The leader's tall staff clunked on the ground as he walked. Magical pendants of gold and silver swung with each step. Addison squinted to get a better look. He saw a curious image stamped onto the metal of one of the pendants a white spider. Addison tried to get a better look, but the sorcerer and his minions continued through the portal, and it shrunk to nothing and disappeared. Suddenly, the downtown area was sadly quiet. Addison and Unica slowly emerged from underneath the table and looked around. Hundreds of statues filled the streets. Statues of people running away, statues of people fighting back, Addison and Unica approached the statues of their parents. They rubbed their hands over the coarse stone, looking up into their eyes and hoping to see some signs of life. The two young residents of the island of the seed then turned to the town fountain. The magical seed that hung above the fountain for centuries was gone. They stole the seed, said Unica. She plopped down onto the edge of the fountain. They stole the seed and turned everyone to stone. What are we going to do, Addison? Addison sat next to Unica. The area around this fountain had never been so quiet. Let's look for some others. We should should gather our forces and plan our next move, said Addison. The two wandered the town and around the island looking for more people who had not been turned to stone. They called out hoping to find someone else there to help. There were some tourists who were able to flee the danger. They were on boats heading back to their home ports, already on the water, sailing away. Unica and Addison soon discovered that all the residents of Seed were turned to stone. All except them. Addison, what will we do? asked Unica. Will will the island die now that the stone is gone? Can we ever turn mom and dad back to normal? I think we can turn them back from stone. It was magic that turned them into stone, so there should be some magic that turns them back, said Addison. But I don't know how. And I don't know how to save the island. It'll die without the seed. The kids looked around and noticed that the leaves of some trees were already beginning to brown. Branches sagged, and the forest around them appeared wilted. Addison and Unica gathered some supplies. They moved around slowly, sadly examining the stone statues of their friends and family scattered around the island. Addison told Unica his idea. I've heard of a place far from here, he began. There's a place called The Valley, and and somewhere there is a school for kids, like a place where kids learn magic and ninja skills and all kinds of things. I think we need to go there for now. What? We're just going to live there, just move and never come back? Asked Unica. No, Unica, don't be so dramatic. We we go to the academy and figure out more about this evil wizard tribe and... Uh, I don't know, maybe there are people there who can help us, said Addison. We can eventually figure out how to save mom and dad and everyone and, and then go after who stole the seed. All right, said Unica. Let's gather our things and go, I guess. Addison and Unica didn't want to leave. They had never been off the island before. And they didn't want to leave their parents, even if they were statues. Unica unfurled her massive butterfly wings and took to the skies carrying Addison in a flying harness. The valley was far away. Unica and Addison knew they were embarking on a long and perilous journey. But right now... They were the only ones capable of saving the island and everyone on it. The end. Thanks for listening, friends. The website is Kidstoriespodcast.com. Send all your drawings and everything to kidsstoriespodcast at gmail.com and find many more stories at patreon.com forward slash kidsstoriespodcast. Adios.